At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Hope you're having a good Sunday. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi. I can hear Michael. I can hear him in my ear here. Bella and the Bachelor. Let's call it that. Bella and the Bachelor, Michael <laughs> Lombardi, who is left alone in Jersey. Millie down in Carolina. How are we Horrible. doing today? Well, you know, we're doing it. You know, I mean, we got a big, big week ahead. You know, Millie's going to take Bill's daughter, uh, uh, Abby, to to around to see colleges, take her niece to Florida. It's a college tour, Patrick. You can't beat it, you know. I'll suffer alone. It's no problem. I, I'll handle it. You know, it's okay. Got to do it. Start the year off, Did right? you feed yourself yesterday? Were you able to get that yeah. taken care of? Well, that's the, that's the beautiful thing. I mean, I, I have plenty of food in the refrigerator. Trust me. They, I've been taken well care of in the food department. Wait, no, and just look, don't lie. You know, does she? Does Millie leave it in containers and say, like, you have to heat this at how this did you temperature? Know? I do. I know. How did you I, know? I, I, I've been working with you for three years. I understand what the deal is here put this I mean, in, I don't get, put this I in don't the get oven the instructions <laughs> i don't get those instructions because i usually like things cold so i don't get those instructions but here eat this today you got to eat this by this day <laughs> i made this for you that was really very very thoughtful she was really busy she made me a bunch of food before she left which she didn't have to do you know because i can i can always go out call out you know Reddy's is open monday through saturday i can always go over and see you know that them at my favorite place but i mean it's all good. hey it's a you know, good it's life good. when you find a partner like that my man you did a good yeah, no job no doubt no doubt hey, no doubt and something no else doubt. You... and she's and she's you know and she's going to take the, her niece our niece down to florida state then she's going to come back she's going to visit clemson so we'll get the whole clemson report with abby and all that so it's a good it's a good time of the year you i said it looks like ellinger is going to start and you said not so fast you gave me the lee corso yesterday because wentz Remember, it's down to five days, and he was going to be able to clear. Yeah. He has cleared. We'll get to that in just a second. I did just want to bring up quickly yesterday to get your thoughts. It was a crazy Rose Bowl, right, where Ohio wow. State comes great, back great, and wins. Great Rose, great Rose it Bowl. It was re I mean, really you know, fun. And I, Utah was uh, up. Your, your, your Utah Utes were up big time early. I, I, I mean, I love Utah. I love their team. I mean, I love the way they play. They tried to pace the game, and the game got away from them. They had nobody in their second day. They looked like the Baltimore Ravens might look today with no one in their secondary and it's very challenging to play against a team like Ohio State you know we spend so much time talking about who they're missing and they we as I've said many times on the show got programs like Ohio State have just as good players that just haven't played we just don't know about Marvin Harrison Jr. and all those other kids you know the the the, the kid who had the sensational game number 11 you know I mean it was just remarkable so uh, I think it's a less I mean just Whittingham just couldn't get control of the game in the second half. Uh, the blunder off the punt, you know, made some mistakes. And then, you know, I, 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 he scored too early. I thought he should have gone for two. But I don't know if going for two would have helped him anyway because he was never going to stop him. I mean, he just scored too early is basically what happened. Yeah, and the quarterback went down with about 10 minutes to go. How good was fourth. that kid? How cute was that great. kid that comes yeah, off the bench? Oh, no, the kid that came was in? Good, but how about the, yeah, he came in through two dimes. I mean, yeah. you know, it was pretty good. He, he really, he you know, really I, was. The other quarterback news, 
and I'm sure this was uh, obviously discussed on social media, and that was Matt Corral. And it kind of coincides with the Kirk Herbstreet comments where kids just don't love the game anymore. Well, Corral, yeah. who's going to be a first-rounder there, Mississippi, the quarterback, he goes down in the fourth with a leg in, excuse me, in the first quarter with a leg, yep. leg injury, couldn't put any pressure on it. Yeah, no, that was bad. And certainly that's going to affect them. And I don't think Herb Street's right at all. I, I think, look, as a professional evaluator who spent my career in the NFL and evaluated people for a living, I think he's completely wrong to say that. It has nothing to do with the love of football. That's separate. You know, the love of football is how you play the game, right? You, gotta, you also have to protect your business interest. And as a father, I would tell my sons the same thing. If they were a first round, if the game didn't really, wasn't going to impact it, you know, you've got to be very careful. You have to be very careful. And, and, and it can affect your career. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it affects your teammates. But, look, this is a profession. You know, coaches have no trouble leaving. You know, where was Herb Street complaining about, you know, Brian Kelly? Where was Herb Street complaining about Lincoln Riley? He's not going to play. Lincoln Riley's one of his buddies. He's not going to complain about Lincoln Riley abandoning Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to complain about the kids. Now, I, I know he, he, did the, he did the worldwide leader thing, and he kind of couched his, his position, but he's wrong. He's completely wrong. Like, these kids have to protect themselves. And if the game is, isn't, you know, if you're just going to get a watch and a bunch of gear, you're better off not playing it. Now, if you're playing in the national championship game, I, I think you got to play. I think you got to play. But if you're playing for a watch and a bag of clothes, don't because you got to protect your own interest. <laughs> watch and a bag of clothes. I like that. Uh, Herb Street, one thing it does appear, it appears he ate well during the holidays. My goodness. <laughs> well, he's putting out the kids. You may want to put I mean, who floor. am I to talk about how much people I, I, eat? No, you I'm know? not either. I mean, it's, it, I, in fact, I feel badly saying it. But he was putting down the kids. And then the corral thing, look, it, he comes out on crutches. He had tears in his eyes. Kiffin was busted up after the game as well. I mean, this is a lifetime. You're setting yourself up. You're setting your, your generations up with the money you can make in the NFL. It's terrible. Yeah, you know, and, and I don't know, you know, I didn't get a really good handle on how well he would have played you know we know how Ryder played in that game you know Corral's not a big man either remember this now and he relies on his athleticism so that's going to be really important as he moves forward but I thought Baylor's defense was going to be the difference in that game and obviously losing Corral it proved to be the 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 point and you know look it wasn't the sugar ball that everybody hoped for I mean Thomas Gable told me this morning they were getting a ton of money on the over and 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 he obviously cashed out on that pretty well yep Absolutely. Okay, Michael, week 17. One thing I will tell you, yeah. it's going to be cold. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's oh, now good. cold there in Jersey because it's going to be. No, we, we, we're, I drove over here today, Patrick, and it was, in the, it was 53 degrees. There's fog on the ocean. It's kind of a, it, it looks like we live somewhere in London. I mean, it's like it's foggy, but I'm a, it's supposed to turn cold during the, during the day today. So we shall see. Lombardi and Peaky Blinders over there in Jersey. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it's it's unbelievable. You turn the lights on, you can barely see you can barely see the ocean as you're driving over the bridge. It's it's really kind of eerie, but apparently we are going to get cold as the day as the day goes along. Yep. And I'll get to the weather and the impact as far as the games today. Obviously, playoff implications abound in the NFL. I want to get to the half a dozen or so coaching vacancies we could start to see pop up we'll get to those coming up in just a little bit but let's start with the most heavily bet game bet mgm john ewing reporting that is vegas at indy so the number opened wow. eight and a half and you nailed it yesterday you said wentz may get cleared wentz was cleared yeah. it still says undecided on our board here but it's going to be wentz most likely it's- and this number has jumped up to eight and a half i got a book offshore report nine and a half michael 
Yeah, boy, it just came heavy in on this, too. And, and I thought for sure Ellinger would play. When I did Russo's show, the line was six and a half. And, and that was with the idea that, you know, maybe Ellinger, maybe wouldn't. But this is going to be Wentz. Look, the Raiders played really good run defense last week uh, against Denver. And Denver can run the football. You know, they get Perryman back today. And they can throw the ball. Now, there's a lot of COVID going on in the Colts. I don't know if they've all cleared. To me, the real, in, the real issue is, is Eric Fisher going to play at left tackle? That, to me, is critical. Mm -hmm. Because when Ndokwe on the, left, on the right side and then on the, on the left side with Crosby against Brandon Smith, they can create some turnovers and do some damage. I think this is a lot of points. I think it's kind of – the Raiders are – they don't score a lot, but Carr, if he's protected today, can make a lot of throws against the secondary. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders came in there and played well. I don't think they'll go and lay an egg like they did when they went into Kansas City. I think they'll play much better. Our buddy Stephen Bond, and by the way, Michael, we sh I should report we do have a celebrity in studio today, Christina Bond. Yeah, I heard. Uh, Stephen's mother is hanging out, so we're thrilled to have her. And we're going to get her plays before we get out of here on the Lombardi <laughs> line. Quickly, on, and Stephen passed along the stat. I saw it online this morning as well. The Colts are 9-0 and when Jonathan Taylor rushes for at least 100. They're 0-6 when he goes under that benchmark. And here comes the Raiders. Raiders D, as far as run D, they haven't given up, I think, more than 85 the last two. So can they stop Jonathan? Taylor let me give you the implications the Colts can clinch a playoff w berth with a win today and the Raiders they come into this with an implied probability making the postseason 18 percent if they win it jumps up to 48 percent and if they lose falls to eight percent to get to the postseason so big time implications wow, for both teams yeah, this is an all-in game. I mean, there's no doubt about it. This is an all-in game. They're going to have to play like they did against the Cowboys. They're going to have to really play as well. Look, they only gave up 18 yards rushing last week to Denver. I mean, and, and they didn't have Perryman. He's the key to their defense because he was with Gus Bradley in, in Los Angeles last year. They've got to be able to do that, and they've got to be able to throw the football. It's going to really come down to their offensive line. Can their offensive line protect? And there's been so much inconsistencies through the Raiders' season with that offensive line. And they can't turn this ball over. I mean, they're going against a team that leads the league in creating turnovers. And they don't turn the ball over. The, this Raider defense doesn't. They haven't forced a turnover in the last three weeks. Okay, so that's a big issue. And they have turned the ball over ten times in the last three weeks. They're minus ten in turnover takeaway in the last three weeks. And they're two and one in those games. I mean, that's fairly impressive, right? Absolutely. They're two and one, and they're minus 10 in the turnover takeaway. So they have to protect this football tremendously today. Carr can't be Cavalier in the pocket. I think this is a big game for Carr's future. I really do. If Carr lays an eggs here, I don't think Carr will be the Raider quarterback past 2022. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I do think this is going to be a marquee game for Carr to advertise himself to where he's going to end up. Question for you. The Colts. 15 to 1 on the board right now to win it all. Is this a team that can win a Super Bowl? You know, they can win a Super Bowl. They have the elements of a team. I mean, Steve Mackinnon talked about it this week on the show on Wednesday where he really broke down all these teams that have, have the qualities that you need to have to win a Super Bowl, to, to get to the Super Bowl. You know, he called it the, he called it the playoff readiness, and, and it's, in, and it's in, in our point spread weekly this week. And the Colts, you know, the Colts were, I, they, ranked, they ranked ninth in that list of the teams, right, below, right above New England. You know, Buffalo and Tampa, Green Bay and the Rams and Arizona were his teams with the most readiness out of the 23 categories, the 25 categories that he associates with winning. And the, the Colts had 19. They fulfilled 19 of those categories. So did the Patriots. The Patriots had 18. Buffalo has 23. Tampa has 23. Love it.
Bella and The Bachelor. So for those that don't know, Bella's the dog and Michael's the bachelor because Millie's out of town. Yeah. You like that? Could and, be a and Bella, Netflix. And Bella runs my life. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> There's, There's no, no doubt. doubt about it. We're just getting started here on the Lombard. By the way, Femi loves Arizona today. Can't quit him in Dallas. Let's get to that next here it. Lombardi Line. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, thank you, Brent. Stephen Bond. It is BetMGM, the king of sports books. Visit BetMGM.com or simply download the app. If you're in town here in Vegas, bring that Nevada ID to any MGM property. You're ready to bet within minutes. You've got a gambling problem. It's 1-800-522-4700. A PAC studio, a fun show. Week 17, Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. So... I teased you that Femi loves Arizona. He can't quit him, right? Yeah. I mean, how can you be into <laughs> no, this can't. Arizona team? The 7-0 start, they're 3-5 since. They dropped their third straight at home where they haven't won this year, really. Uh, it, last week, this is a team that's going the wrong way, Michael. You know, uh, Parcells had a great line. He always said, when, when players show you who they are, believe them. When teams show you who they are, you need to believe them. Now, I think this line's gotten a little heavy here, right? It's up to 6.5. Right. And that's a lot, you know, and if the, you consider this is a team that had a chance to host a playoff game a couple of weeks ago and now they're going to be a wild card team. They're in it. But, you know, Murray's got to play better and they've got to find a way to handle this front. Now, the, the problem is this Arizona offensive line, which I said at the beginning of the year wasn't very good, has proven me correct as time went on. They've played well. The right guard Jones has been a disaster. False starts, can't block anybody. That's a real issue. And against the Cowboys, that's not a really good recipe for success if you can't block this front because the Cowboys just keep bringing layers and layers of rushers that go in there. And the Cowboys, make no mistake about this, the Cowboys are a completely different defense when Randy Gregory's on the field. I know everybody wants to talk about Makai Parsons, and he's great. Don't get me wrong. But when you add that third rusher, when you add Lawrence, Makai Parsons, and then you add Randy Gregory with his uniqueness ability to rush and create pressure, all of a sudden you've got three guys that, are, that can defeat single blocks, and that's going to be the real issue. And they can run to catch Murray. That's the other thing. Murray doesn't want to run. He doesn't want to run. What is the I mean, deal I know he with had the that? big run last week. I think he's hurt, Patrick. I think when this guy gets hurt, I think he's a different player. And I don't see a connection. Like, he was, you know, I mean, he's over there correcting A.J. Green on a route the other day last week. And I'm like, really? Are you going to, you know, you, you're two years and three years in the league, and you're going to tell, you know, like, that guy ran the wrong route? I don't see that one. I don't think he's endeared himself to his teammates. It just doesn't look like The body language is weird. I don't know how, to, how really much to is. read it, Michael, but he, he's got an odd demeanor, it, is the, is the he really does. He doesn't. He he doesn't have a. You know, like the teammates. I mean, you could say whatever you want about Baker, and certainly I have. But you <laughs> could see Baker does endear himself yes. with his teammates. This I don't think he does. So it's interesting with Dallas, right? They won the East, so they've clinched their division. They're nine and one in conference. They're a game behind Green. They're a green, game behind Green Bay for that kind of home field throughout the one seed. But here's the thing: Green Bay today, without Cousins, plays Minnesota. They close out in Detroit. So you assume if you're Dallas, you know it's hard to assume, but Dallas is sitting there where they're most likely going to be the two seed. So motivation comes into play here as far as staying healthy. 
they got to stay healthy, but they also got to keep playing well. I think what we've seen, I thought we saw it with Alabama. I think we've seen it with New England after the bye. I think you see sometimes these teams take a little bit of time to get themselves going after an extended layoff. I don't think you can lose that. I think you've got to maintain your execution. You've got to maintain your precision in terms of what you're doing. So I think Dallas just needs to stay. they got to stay healthy, but they got to stay the course. That's that fine line that we work through all the time. And I, and I think that's really what, what's got to happen today. Look, this Cowboy team's remarkable in the sense of how they've been able to create turnovers with Dan Quinn. And I give Dan Quinn a ton of credit. I, I really do. Dan Quinn was from the Pete Carroll School of Defense, played co- over cover three, and didn't change. His whole tenure in Atlanta, he wanted to run that scheme. And then I think when he got fired, he got cold water slapped on his face, and he said, okay, I've got to change, and he did. Now he's got pieces to change with because of the uniqueness of the Dallas defense, but he's done a great job with it. And they forced, in, in the last in the last four weeks, Patrick, this defense has forced 14 turnovers. Yeah, opportunistic. 14. Yeah, they're very. Are and they that, are they that, a good that, defense or are they a gambling defense? You know what I'm saying? Like there are gamblers I think they're on that a good, defense. I, I, I think they're a good defense. I really do. I think they're a good defense. I think they can create. When you can get off the field on third down, they're the best third down defense in football. When you can get off hmm. the field on third down, you're a good defense. Yeah, it's well put. You mentioned the number maybe a little heavy. Open three, up to six and a half. Ten and zero in conference ATS this year for Dallas. That doesn't happen very often. That's ridiculous. No. And so here it comes. I, six and a half does feel heavy. Maybe, maybe if Emmy's on to something here. You, I, listen, I won't peek ahead to your picks, uh, but is this a part of the three-pack today? You know, I, I, I don't think I'm going to have it in here. I, I would lean towards Arizona tremendously here, but I, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's to me – I think it's the right play. I think it's a lot of points. Uh, under a touchdown is a lot of points. I think this is a game that Arizona can't let it get away from. Now, Arizona can create some problems on the Dallas defense. They're not great in the secondary, but I think they can rush a little bit. And if, Tra- if Trayvon Smith isn't playing at left tackle today, if they have to go with Steele, you know, then Chandler Jones could create some turnovers. He could make some plays. They've got to win with their front up there. I'm looking at the screens here, and I know you're the weather expert, but, boy, it looks bad in Buffalo, Patrick. Buffalo, wow. let me give you that, Mr. Lombardi. You Snow likely pregame, maybe some lingering flurries throughout the game. Uh, winds are manageable, which is what you look for in Buffalo. They're going to be manageable, but the precip should make a, a bit tougher as far as the conditions. But it's not going to be—it's not going to be like what we saw with New England in town. No, but I mean, I'm looking at it. I could tell you it's still snowing up there, okay. and it looks bad. It looks bad. I can't imagine the Atlanta Falcons, the Dome Falcons from the South, are going to play very well today. I just can't imagine that. You know, I can't imagine Matt Ryan throwing the ball really well in that weather and those receivers playing well. Buffalo should embrace it. This is kind of what they – this is their weather. You know, I would bet Josh Allen has 100 yards rushing today. Who's going to tackle the big fella? Michael, Buffalo is something else I wanted to – Buffalo to Baltimore. I want to take a look at Baltimore. Spotty shower or two is possible there. Winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. But I bring in in Baltimore because – I mean, are you expecting to see Lamar Jackson? You see that numbers jumped all no. the way up to six and a half with the Rams laying it. My assumption would be that's a Huntley number. Uh, uh, Lamar's not playing. Lamar and I are playing next week. I don't think Lamar's going to play next week. I think he's iffy. I, I've, I've said this for two weeks now. I said when he got hurt that he was going to miss more than one game. You know, and my sources are right. And he's going to. And I don't think he's going to play next week. You know, I, I don't. I think this is a really, really hard game for the Baltimore Ravens. I, I can't. I mean, they're out of. They're out of juice. They, their their secondary is much like Utah last night. I mean, they don't have anybody. They may have to move a safety to corner this week. What are they going to do? 
You know, it's a lot of points. And, and the way Baltimore plays, and Hunley can go in there and he can orchestrate some things, but the way they play, they, they, they have a sense to keep this game close. I'm tempted to take Baltimore in the six and a half. But for me, that, that I know the Rams are playing as well as they can play, and I don't know how Baltimore's going to get off the field against them because they just don't have any way to play their defense. And this is a team that's – I mean, they're out of the playoff picture right now. They're sitting eight and seven. Uh, up to, we have it listed at six, but it's up to six and a half at most books. Let me take a look to see where the juice is on this one with Baltimore. Uh, looks like, yeah, I mean, it's steady at six and a half. And you said it. I mean, you've been saying it for weeks, Lamar Jackson. Now, the clip was from Harbaugh, and Harbaugh essentially says, we'll, we'll let you know on Sunday, which is gamesmanship. He ain't going to play. Uh, he's been saying that for two weeks now. I could tell you he's not playing. Hunley's playing. Okay. I mean, Hunley's going to play quarterback. I mean, he's not playing. Uh, the, he can't play. He can't move. I mean, that guy has to be really at the highest level. And then defensively, there's where all their problems come in. I mean, they don't have anybody in their secondary, and they can't rush like they did. You know, this is a team that – and when you go over their schedule, they're fortunate to be at eight wins. I mean, there's some of those games there that you say, how'd they win that game? Yeah. You know, how'd they win that one? You know, how'd they come back on Indy? This secondary, they've been hurt all year, and I think at the end of the year it's really going to show itself. I mean, that line was three and a half, right? That line was three and a half all week, and, and, and at the end of the week it got up to six. Also, the Rams want that division, so obviously matters to them. They got to play well today. They, they they have to play well. They didn't play as well offensively against Minnesota and covered that seven number. Uh, you know, they won by seven. They covered the number uh, because you know, I mean, let's face it, Stafford threw three picks last week. Yeah, absolutely. So, qu same question about Indy for the Rams. I'll give you the number. Legit, legit Super Bowl contenders with the Rams here. I think you have to put them in that category. They're just so good offensively, and they're running the football more effectively. They're back to running the Jared Goff offense that Stafford can make better than Goff can. That, to me, is the key. They've stopped running the, the, the Matt Stafford offense. They're back to running the Jared Goff offense, which is predicated on runs and trying to control the line of scrimmage and limiting their offensive line's exposure. But he's got to protect the football better than he does. Number seven to one on the Rams right now to win a Super. I think it was pre-flop before the season started. Ten to one, so they've dipped a little bit. Seven to one. <laughs> Betters, bless you. Betters believing what you have said. Jimmy G, thoughts on him playing today? I, it looks like I he's can't not gonna imagine play he's going to. I can't imagine he's going to play. I mean, yeah, how about Kyle? He won't give it up. I mean, you think Kyle wants to go in this game with Trey Lance? I mean, I mean, Kyle, we're going to give it every chance we can for Jimmy. I mean, like, like seriously. I'm sure John Lynch is tweeting something out about, you know, Trey, Trey Lance looks fabulous in practice all week. You know, we'll hear that. I can't wait to watch that game. We, I asked you yesterday about New Year's resolutions. Kyle Shanahan wrote down 20 times, I will say something nice about Trey Lance. I will say something nice about Trey Lance. I, I mean, it's yeah. just getting weird there, no? Well, I mean, look, they say, well, a guy looks great in practice. I wrote about this in Gridiron Genius. We call these guys card players. When they know where they're throwing the ball or they know where they're going on the card because the card tells them, yeah. they look great. When the game starts, they don't look very good. San Francisco. Oh, by the way, Femi said they're going to roll today as well. I'm all over you, Femi. I love Houston. Femi. <laughs> Femi's the best. Up to 13 I mean, and Femme, a half. why are you keeping it secret? Get on the show, Fem. Tell us. <laughs> We got Will Hill next, and I'm going to drag him in, I promise. We continue here, Lombardi Line, Week 17, NFL Sunday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. 
All right, first bet, express bet. Get in on all the horse racing action. Get up to 10 bucks instantly, and then you can get $1,000 in bonuses as well. The promo code is Vegas1000, okay? For all the information when it comes to horse racing here at VEASAN, go to VEASAN.com slash horses for details. Again, first bet, express bet, Vegas1000 is the code. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. We bring in our buddy Pat- Will Hill. Yes, sir, please. Well, I think we got a problem here, Patrick. I, I got my my five, four-year-old grandson is asking his mother what the spread is, what the over/under oh, no. is, and what the line is. I mean, I think we've created a monster. <laughs> Wait, here. This is is this Dominic? Who's who's asking? Is Dominic, of okay. course, it's Do- Dominic. King? Dominic, yeah, Dominic the Italian. Instead of Jimmy the Greek, he's Dominic the Italian. <laughs> I mean, we got a real issue here. I mean, <laughs> does he have a smartphone? Get him the BetMGM app. I just uh, told I you. Mean, you know, he's and if got he has a, a problem, it's one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. There you go. I mean, we're, we got an issue here. This is too early. Well, his Cardinals uh, today taking undefeated on undefeated Cardinals. Undefeated Cardinals. Uh, Dominic a little behind on that as they've gone. <laughs> they've now lost three straight. But we love Dominic and stay away from the betting. Uh, okay, speaking of betting, Will Hill. He joins us now, and you can find the pod, vcin.com slash podcast New York City pod. Will, we're going to start with the theme, and that is dogs today. I want to start with the biggest dog on the board, and that is Jacksonville. Michael, he's taking the Jags. Oh, no, he's been all over this all week. Are you kidding me? He can't wait. What's up, Will? I mean, what's going on, guys? Look, I know it's Belichick versus a rookie quarterback that's been a profitable angle, but the Patriots should not be favored by 17 over anybody. I think the Patriots would probably admit that. They're based on defense, run game. They'll be more than happy to win this game, you know, 23 to 10 and get out of there with a win. They're not 17 points better than anybody. Uh, Give me the Jags here just on principle. I, I mean, look, it's a lot of points. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I think it's, you know, but we, we've seen Jacksonville let the game, as the longer the game goes, they become less effective. And when you lose to the Texans and you lose to the Jets in recent weeks, I think this is the this is the tax you're paying for that. And, and I think the line has gotten too high. I really do. Although nobody seems to want to take Jacksonville. I mean, they've got 5% of the money, Patrick. Nobody wants to take them except for the Will Hill. Well, they are when they're at least a 14 14- point dog all time I'm sure will saw this that the Jacksonville is seven and three ATS so when you give them that fat number they cover seven of ten times in their career now again this is a team in New England that's holding on to hopes for the division although the Bills in complete control right now so they need to win but that's a big number to cover next one up Cincy you like Cincy at Kansas City catching three and a half will yeah, I love the Bengals. This has come way down. This was five most of the week. I thought maybe it would get to six. It's gone the other way. I'm surprised it's really over a field goal. Uh, the Chiefs have won, what, eight in a row. But, you know, I really haven't bet on them. I haven't bet against them in that streak. But if you look at that streak a little closer, it's the Packers without Rodgers. It's the Cowboys without Lamb and Cooper. It's the Giants on that rainy Monday night game, which they really should have lost to the Giants. You know, it's the Raiders a couple times. It's Big Ben. It's the Broncos who ran all over them. This Cincy team can match them point for point. I think this is going to be a good home field advantage. I mean, look, the Bengals, they were picking number one in the draft 20, 20 months ago, and now they got a chance to win the division. You know, they were the fourth favorite. They were last place, basically, to win the division coming into the year you know, based on the odds. Uh, I think this is last team with the ball wins. It's like a 31-28 type of game. I think this is, you know, a back-and-forth game. I like Cincy, and uh, I'm not opposed to an over either. I think it's a high-scoring game. Well, the only thing I would say here is is I think Kansas City's front's really good, and I think the offensive line of the Bengals, anytime they've had a play against a good front, have struggled. And when you look break break down this Chief team, they have created 13 turnovers in the last four weeks. I mean, they turned the ball over. 
and this will be a challenge. And the one area where we saw Cleveland go in and beat Cincinnati is they forced Burrow to make mistakes. Not because he doesn't know what to do with the football, just because the offensive line has struggled. I think that's the game. I think that the line moving, to me, I'm, I'm against Will on this one. I like the Chiefs because I think – I think this is going to be a hard game for the Bengals' offensive line to really get control of it. And look, when they played Denver, who which I don't think is as good a defense playing right now as the Chiefs did, it was a 15-10 to 10 game. Burrow didn't dominate that game. And I think they struggle to block a good front. The Chiefs need it. Look, they clinched their sixth straight division title last week. But to get that bye and home field throughout the one seed, uh, they need to keep winning because the Titans right now hold the tie break over the Chiefs. So they got to keep winning. Um, so there it is. Will likes since he catching the three and a half, which has come down. Next one up, you're going to fade Trey Lance. If he indeed is the starter, you're going to take the Texans. Well, it's, that's based, That's what my bet is based on here. I just don't think Lance is two touchdowns better than anybody. Uh, look, as much as Garoppolo can be up and down, you know, he didn't play well against the Titans. I think he's kind of an underrated player. He can operate the offense. And Shanahan's offense is all about accuracy, precision, timing. Lance, to me, does not have any of those qualities from what we saw last time when he played a couple months ago against, I think it was the Cardinals. I mean, he's just a, a jugs gun. He's a jugs machine. He's throwing everything 100 miles an hour. He doesn't have that same touch. So uh, I like the Texans here. San Fran, you can't give them much for home field. That's uh, that's definitely a wine and cheese home crowd. That, uh, it's not a boisterous group. So uh, I'll take the Texans here plus the points. You know, and look, the Texans, Davis Mills has moved the football effectively. They've done some nice things. Last week they didn't have Brandon Cooks, and they were able to, to, to roll on the Chargers, and, and Rex Burkhead ran the football effectively. So it's a lot of points, and for a young quarterback, you know, the, the one thing I think the Texans do defensively that, that is impressive is they can run, and I don't think the way they play their zone defense that Lance is going to be able to just take off and run. It's not a man-to-man scheme where he's going to catch everybody's back to the defense. Will, one thing I noticed about you, you're quick with your quarterback evaluations. You've written off Trey Lance. You've written off Wilson and with the Jets. You, you are pretty quick with your evaluations on these quarterbacks, I, no? Uh, I wouldn't write off Lance. I just think, uh, who was the NBA player who got drafted a few years ago and Fran Fraschilla said he's a year away from being a year away? I just think Lance yeah. is not there yet. Maybe he'll be really good in three years. Wilson, I've seen enough. Wilson's never going to be a good player. I can guarantee you that. Wilson's not going to be a good player. <laughs> okay. But Lance, I have no idea. I just know right now I, I wouldn't lay points with him unless he's – you know, Shanahan said he's practiced really well over the past two months. We'll see. Uh, based on what I saw last time, and they were basically just running the wing tee last time he played. No, that's what they got to run. I mean, look, let's face it. And the only thing that he has going for him in this game is is it's not going to be a complicated scheme. I mean, he's going to see Tampa, too. He's going to see weak safety roll, and he's going to see some spattering of man-to-man. It's not going to be a complicated game. And I don't think – I think that one thing I think if he has to play, Shanahan's smart enough to know, let's take the ball out of his hands, his throwing hand, and let's run him and let's use our running game, whether Mitchell's healthy enough to run, which I think he is today, to really take this game over and win this game with our running game. Michael's hanging out in the fog there in Jersey. Well, guess what? Minnesota's going to be in Green Bay tonight. It's going to be five degrees. Is that warm? Uh, Mannion under center for your boys. Question is, is Zimmer going to get the boot? You tell me, Will. Yeah, I would think he's done. That's, that's Buster Douglas, Sean Mannion, tonight. This game is giving me some Joe, some Joe Webb. Remember there was a Thursday, uh, Tuesday night game like a decade yeah. ago? Mm-hmm. Vikings were like 14-point yeah. underdogs. Nobody expected them to win. I'm not saying they're going to win. I just think, you know what's interesting? Aaron Rodgers is a seven-point uh, upgrade over his backup, Jordan Love. How is Cousins a seven-point upgrade over anyone or Sean Mannion or really anybody? So, to me, that 13 is a little bit inflated. I think the weather will mitigate the score a little bit. I think Cook can really run it on the Packers. I think if Cousins played, they would have been right in this game. To me, the 13 is a little too high, but 
you know, this, this Viking team might be shot. I, I think it's time for uh, some changes there in Minnesota. Yeah, it's just so hard. I mean, you know, Cook's back, and now you got to go up there and play on the frozen tundra. And, I, you know, I've been disappointed at times during the year with the Viking defense when they really can't get stops when they need to. And, you know, we know Rodgers and Adams is, you know, th that combination is just deadly, and they can run the football. I, I think you're right. I think this is – he needs to – he needed to win this game. He needed to kind of make that last playoff run. I just don't see it. But 13 is a lot of points in a divisional game. There's no doubt. You know what's fascinating? Madden shut it down, Michael, at 43. Zimmer's 65. Yeah. Know? So yeah. It's, it's, it's just like just the dichotomy there. Uh, we've got a bonus Bella, a bonus dog from Will Hill, and that is he likes the Giants and Mike Lennon. Why not? The Giants are at Why Chicago. Not? They're catching six and a half. Uh, how is Chicago six and a half better than anybody? I really seriously. You said it. That's all I had to say. And this is a 17-13 game. Giants are actually pretty good on defense. They tried to hang in that game last week against the Eagles. Their quarterback just wouldn't let it happen. Uh, you said it perfectly. The Bears aren't six and a half better than anybody. As long as the Giants get to 13 points, which, look, that might, that's not a given by any stretch. Uh, I, they should cover this number. They, they, this line's inflated to me. Have we seen, yeah, have we seen the too. white smoke, Michael? Can you let them know what the white smoke indicates? White smoke is when Matt Nagy comes out and tells everybody who's going to be his quarterback. It's, it's his weekly press conference. Now he's got Andy Dalton this week against him. Look, I agree with Will. I mean, the, this Bear offensive line isn't very good. You know, they, they can move the football, but Dalton turns the ball over in the red zone. And the one thing the Giants defense has been able to do is create some turnover. Remember, they beat this Philly team that's going to the Super Bowl about three weeks ago, 13-7. to seven. Now, I know Daniel Jones played quarterback. They only scored 13 points but they, they can play in this kind of game. If, if Glennon doesn't give the game away, I think the Giants cover. You know, quickly, I was just adding it up. Uh, Washington could be down upwards of 12 starters. Flowers, Gibson, McKissick, we know Sweat, we know Collins. I mean, this is, and, and Philly needs it's the bad. win. It's, it's bad. In 30 seconds here, Will, I want to get, get a play from you. Philly, Washington, Philly's laying six on the road. Yeah, that's too many points. I'll take Washington. I just think, look, the look-ahead line a few weeks ago, the game was in Philly, and it was two and a half. Now, of course, it went up to 7, 10, 12 with all the COVID issues. But uh, to me, as long, as long as Washington has a decent roster on the field, that's way too many points. I don't trust Philly to lay that number. Michael, I, I don't know where we have that four and a half. I, I yeah, think that's, that's wrong. I, that's a stale number. I see sixes across the board. Look, I, I think Washington's a, a wounded team. I think Philly can beat them. I, it, it is a lot of points, though. It is too many points. Don't worry, Christina's here to admonish her son for the stale number. Stephen Bond. <laughs> Stephen Bond. Will, thank you, buddy. Good luck today. Thanks, Will. With the dogs today. Thank All right, you. All right, see you guys. A market update with Josh next here on the Lombardi Line. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, bet MGM today. It's 10 bucks to win 200. This is a great deal. Always running it. VSEN 200 is the code, so make sure you check it out today. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game. If a team scores a touchdown, you're going to win. So they're giving you 200 bucks for free. It's paid for in free bets for new bettors. VSEN 200 is the code. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You've got to be 21 years or older. That's for you, Dominic. Got to be 21 years or older. If you do have a gambling problem, it's 1 800 522 
4,700, Michael. You got you to you uh, keep him under wraps. You got to remind it. Well, he is, you know, he's four going on 40. So it's, you know, there's a time, there's there's a lapse where, you know, when you're having a conversation with Dominic, you know, you feel like he's 40 years old. But then there's also times you feel like he's four. It's very confusing. You got a little it's Benjamin Button situation going on there. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. He's smarter than me at four. I know that. That I do know. All right. Welcome in Josh Applebaum Market Insights. Excuse me. Market the podcast is uh, is up right now. VEASAN.com slash podcast. Uh, Josh, hi. How you doing? Patrick, Michael, great to be with you. Happy 2022. And guys, you know, one trend to keep an eye out for today, we've seen recently, you know, we started the year and dogs were cashing at a ridiculous rate. We went through the first 10, 11, 12 weeks. Dogs were, you know, close to 60% ATS covering the number. But since week 13, favorites have really, you know, chalk favorites have really done very well. Since week 13, they're 35 and 24 against the spread, 59%. We still have dogs. 53% on the year, but again, favorites have been doing well. And one thing to look out in week 17, guys, I know the schedule is different this year. You know, week 17 isn't the last game. We do have a week 18, but if you look at the last 15 years, week 17 has been a really good favorite kind of day uh, or favorite kind of week. Weeks one through 16, the last 15 years, favorites are 48.3% against the spread. Week 17, last 15 years, favorites are 51.7% ATS. So it may not seem like a big difference, but basically last week of the season, you see these favorites go up about 3.4% in terms of a cover rate. So if you're a dog better like me, if you like to bet against the public, just keep in mind that this week 17, you tend to see a lot of chalky uh, favorite numbers tend to cover here. Good info. Let's go ahead and throw up the graphic. And you can help uh, some new bettors understand the teaser options here, Josh. Yeah, so with that in mind, with all these favorites, you know, tending to do well late in the season, again, we've seen it in the past, doesn't guarantee it's going to continue, but it is something that has been kind of sustainable long term. I'm looking at some teaser opportunities on some favorites. Let's take some favorites down, get a little padding, but really keep in mind what we call long teasers. That's going through multiple key numbers. The top key numbers, as we all know, three and seven. So, for example, Colts. Once Carson Wentz, uh, it was announced that he's probably going to start here. You know, at one point, this line got all the way down to two. If it wasn't going to be Wentz, it was going to be Ellinger. It's really been steamed up last couple of days bigly up to uh, minus eight here. So if you like the Colts, I would look at them as a teaser spot down to two. Why is that important? You go through the seven, you go through the three. I'll just highlight a couple of these guys. Broncos, you know, nine times out of ten, I'd say divisional dog on the road. Let's grab the points of the Broncos. But they have a lot of COVID on their team. And we have seen, you know, Chubb, Judy, Patrick. Broncos are going to be down a ton of guys. So if you want to take the Chargers, minus eight down to minus two, that's another teaser play. Uh, Chargers getting 64% of bets, but 82% of money. Then a couple other ones, guys. Uh, if you look at the Bears, as bad as they are, and you know how can you lay that number? If you do want to take the Bears down to only laying a half point, uh, this would be a bet against Glenn and 13 and 18 ATS in his career, only 42%. He's one in six ATS his last seven games. Chicago's getting 59% of bets, but uh, 78% of money. Then other one, guys, the Rams. Seen a lot of movement toward the Rams. They actually open only laying about three. They're all the way up to six and a half. Let's take them down to only laying a half point. Tons of injuries here uh, with the Ravens, and you have a good bet first dollar split. 69% of bets on the Rams, public play, but 84% of money. So, again, if you want to lean on these favorites, week 17, these would be some uh, options here going through some key numbers. Okay, great illustration. Leave that up for one second there, Stephen, if you can, because I just want to make sure new bettors understand. If you do like the Raiders, you can take them up to 14. So, again, tees goes both ways, and the standard tees six, although you can pay extra for six and a half, seven. And onward, let's start. Let's go Denver, Michael, because Josh brought it up, and I think it's a good one. Uh, we mentioned no pass catchers today. Drew Locke under center, Chubb wow. on the other side, and they're catching right now. They're catching eight in in Los Angeles. 
you know, and we know Vic's probably not going to be back. They're already looking for his replacement. And the reality of this is, is I would have liked Denver. I mean, Denver won the last time they played them. Denver's defense really dominated that game, created a turnover for a touchdown. Sertan brought one back to the end zone. Of course, Bridgewater was the player. But I think Josh hit the nail on the head. There's, To me, there's too many COVID players to consider Denver at this point. You know, they're not going to be the same team. And I think that the one thing that happened last week, the Chargers had their COVID experience. Remember, the Chargers dressed every player they had available. They didn't even have an inactive list last week against Houston, and they were embarrassed. I think this is the time they get it right. I just don't feel comfortable playing. I would love to play Denver. My numbers say play Denver, but I think this line has gotten way too much, uh, you know, because of the situation with COVID. I think that's the one thing. I think Josh's information is really good in a normal year, but the last two <laughs> years aren't normal, right? The last two years, week 17, week 18, aren't normal. And, and I think that you have to take that in consideration. Yes, this may be a great day for favorites, but I see the adjustments in the line on these favorites. I mean, we're seeing almost every game going towards the favorite. I mean, Philly, Washington, this game particularly, a lot of that has to do with COVID more than people betting it. The number I wrote down earlier this morning, more than 110 players on the COVID list, which is astronomically more than we had last year. So you're 100% right, it is abnormal. <laughs> And it was different. Remember last year, if you had it, you couldn't even. But now I think what we're seeing is there's a lot of players. The tolerance of it is they're dealing with it. The players are dealing with it. They have, you know, we saw Mahomes and we saw Kelsey in a booth on, on at the Arkansas, uh, I mean, excuse me, at the championship game against Alabama. You know, Cincinnati, they, they traveled. I mean, we're seeing it. I mean, there wasn't an empty seat in the Rose Bowl. So it's the different circumstances. It's not apple to an orange because we're all commingling, whereas last year we weren't. And we talk about getting the best of it. With these favorites, Josh, you're, you're probably late because a lot of these numbers are moving up, right? I just saw New England at circuit go to 17 and a half. We've seen yeah. Philly. My friend Jason just texted. He got them at four. They're up to six. That's a key number as well, three, seven, six. So some of these, you're a little late to the party on some of these favorites as well right now, Josh. Yeah, great point by you, Patrick. And, Michael, great point by you. I mean, you look at all of these games today. We'll get to a couple games in a second that don't fit this model. But I would say 90% of games, almost every single one, the line is going to the favorite. So with that in mind, uh, again, with these favorites doing well and these lines getting away from you, my point is if you still want to play these lines and they're, they are moving in favor of these favorites, look at these teaser options because yep. you can get you know a little bit closer to that opening number and maybe even give yourself some padding through some key numbers. Well you know, but I'll say the one game the one game I thought on the board this week, I thought Philly Washington was was I thought it was a little light of a line. At three and a half it opened up. And I think it's three and a half in the contest too. And I thought that was small. I, I and then I, I think it's moved, but then when I saw Washington's COVID list with all their offensive linemen. Look, I know it's I know it's a bad year for Washington, yada yada yada. But I mean really when you see Rivera Rivera doesn't turn it around. His team's never turned. It isn't like they, they route like the Ravens. When you, you know, you, you could lay that six and a half today, but you just have a sense in your heart. Somehow the Ravens will keep it close. I don't know how they will, but somehow you think they will. But like, I never get that sense from Washington. It's particularly in a situation like this. And I, I was looking at it. Yeah. Three and a half in the contest, Patrick. I think the Washington football fans agree with your analysis. Yada, yada, yada with that football team, <laughs> yeah. right? What's happening with that team right now? I mean, Everybody's out. I, They've got tackles that it. hate each other on the interior of that defense. It's ugly right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't see any progress. You know, the, the, they were the least vaccinated team in the league. There doesn't seem to, you know, and, and, you know, they say Rivera's the player's coach. That's great. I mean, look at, look at his one loss record. Look at, he's had three successful seasons. 
And getting to that Super Bowl has been really what has been the marquee for his career. And yet you don't see consistency in terms of his teams. A contrarian's nightmare for Josh in New England today. He loves the <laughs> Patriots, yet he'd have to lay 17 with Jacksonville in town. Any advice there, Josh? Oh, man, this would kind of be a layoff for me, guys. I think you look at one of two ways. It's a big number, and you look at in December, you get into late into the season, these dogs getting 14 or more actually tend to cover at a pretty good rate here. Uh, but it's also, you know, the Patriots who have lost a couple in a row. Uh, they're, you know, they, at one point they were the one seed. Now they're down to, what, the sixth seed at this point. Jaguars have really been in a tailspin, and they got a ton of guys on COVID. So I think the one of two ways to me, and Michael did a great job. And, Michael, my New Year's resolution is to kind of take a little bit more from you of eliminating games and working your way back. To me, this would be a game that I don't want to touch. The spread's too big. I would say cover up the names of the teams, values on the Jags. But with the COVID and the way they're trending, uh, I wouldn't want to touch this game. Yeah, I mean, what about what about teasing this one up to 23? 23 and a half. What is it? I mean, why not? Hey, let's party, Jacksonville. Why not, yeah. right? Uh, why not? Let's take it up to 23. I mean, why, why not? I mean, thank you, sir. I'll have another. I mean, why Why can't we go all the way up? I mean, why go down, go up? Is there a name I mean, at the top of that search list that you're hearing as far as Jacksonville? We saw Leftwich was interviewed. I think it's going to be – I think there's two things going on there. I think Balky's trying to get his guy in there, and I think that there's other people outside the organization are trying to get their guy in there without Balky. It's going to be interesting. Now, there was rumor report that Balky's really pushing for Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien would never go to Jacksonville and put himself in that situation ever again uh, with, with a general manager that he doesn't know. So I, I think to me – and I don't think Bill O'Brien's going to leave Alabama after a year. Good stuff. Michael Lombardi, Josh Applebaum, Market Insights is the pod. VEASAN.com slash podcast. You'll come back to run the board with us in the next hour, Josh. Thank you, buddy. Looking forward to it, guys. Thanks. Miami needs a win, Michael Lombardi. They're in Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee's still hunting for that bye as well. We'll get to that game next here on the Lombardi line. It's week 17 in the NFL. This is VEASAN, the sports betting network. 